someone else has already said it best. This is the best method. The best ones aren't as good as you probably think they are. What is best in life? I did the best I could. Doing my best. The best. The best. Best, 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 best. Hello and welcome to Best of the Best with me, Connor Keyes, alongside me, my co-host, Mr. Rona Mullen. Hello. Hello. So we are here with Best of the Best, which is uh, an idea for a podcast that came about because of madness, maybe? Drinking. Drinking, madness. Ideas during... Ideas during drinking, drinking. yes. Uh, So the Best of the Best, the concept is that we will dissect something we love, something we like, um, the best of the best. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but so not in a professional way at all. No, 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 no. Pure amateur, as always. Uh, so this will be a TV show, a movie, a album, album, anything. Can go into literature. I don't know if I go that far. Literature and art can go. I'd like themselves. to break down Tess of the Doobrebells because well, it's mentioned in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and it's the first book that popped in my head because I'm stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I just repeat what I remember from yesterday. Trying to make out that you actually read that book. That's yeah, yeah love that. Yeah, never. So uh, we will, we will, we don't know where to begin, um, except for at the start. <laughs> so we have um, decided that this our first uh, inaugural episode would be based on the magical uh, Seinfeld TV yes. show. Yes. Yes. Uh, so uh, Seinfeld, bit of context. Anybody doesn't know what it is? Um, go. Uh, <laughs> sitcom, but not in the way sitcoms were ever made before. No, yeah. Um, an idea based around a conversation that Jerry Seinfeld literally had with Larry David, where they wanted to make a conversation, like a TV show based around them talking. Yeah. So and then brought in over a period of time much more intelligent scriptwriters or writers in, in general. So we're talking Larry David. Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Larry Seinfeld, uh, both of them doing stand-up comedians. Yes. David, maybe not as successful. Not as successful. As, Notoriously as used to tell the audience to go fuck themselves. Yeah, yeah. If they didn't react to yeah. his jokes. But he was the comedian's comedian. People, Absolutely, Comedians yeah. would go to see him, and that would be like the highlight of their life, yeah. getting to see him go. Yeah, so you see, uh, and he's told the story one time, it was like, he didn't even tell the audience to go fuck himself. He just walked out on stage, <laughs> yeah. looked at him and went, nah. Just walked <laughs> off. <laughs> just yep. clean up. You're not for me. No. That sounds literally. So uh, Jerry said. So the idea was then they they would uh, base the show around following Jerry Seinfeld being a stand up in America yep. and uh, being based out of New York. Mm-hmm. That was the initial idea. That's where the pilot came along from. So yeah, it was uh, it was literally called stand up. That's right. Yeah, and, and then it became the Seinfeld, Seinfeld Chronicles. Chronicles. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so it's fucking awful. <laughs> but only because we now know of the Riddick Chronicles. Yes. And you just know every chronicle it, ever it, existed. It fucked up. Yeah, chronicles. Yeah. Uh, if you got Vin Diesel and a chronicle, that's if it's it. not Narnia, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of no. here. So uh, we start with uh, the pilot, obviously, which, um, like most shows, wasn't that great. No. Um, you could see, you could see the the the, the makings of it, but uh, yeah. a lot of changes in characters and stuff, um, different people, different actors and actresses. So um, we didn't end up. Am I right in saying that we didn't end up with the final four main leads from that first? No, there was no Elaine. No Elaine. Uh, right, they were yeah. going to promote a, a lady who was a waitress in the coffee shop was going to end up being the Elaine character. Yes, that's right. But they had to find a stronger actor. Yeah. And they did. Obviously. So we had Jerry Seinfeld and then they found Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yes. For Elaine. Um, Jason Alexander was sitting and there's George. 
Yes. And Michael Richards was there as Kramer, but he wasn't originally called Kramer. No. They, they Yeah, they weren't too sure. So Kramer is actually based on Larry David's name. Yeah, literally. Called Kramer. The guy, the surname's Kramer. Yeah. Like, and he just was. That was the, He was that guy. He yeah. just used to bust into his apartment, take all his food and walk out again. Yeah. And uh, George then, obviously we know now George is basically Larry. Yeah. Um, and it's great when you watch it now, after, <laughs> <laughs> after having seen what Larry did with Curb, that you see then, that is so David, it is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I think even Jason Alexander said to them one point, Larry, you know, nobody would ever react this way. Are you sure this script would be realistic? <laughs> yeah. like, that's exactly how I reacted to that scenario. Yeah, <laughs> I literally know what I do. <laughs> but I remember there was a story Jason Alexander told about when he auditioned, he auditioned as Woody Allen. <laughs> right. And he was properly... Uh, oh. And they were like, yeah, that's him. Just new Because yeah. just a, a proper New York, heightened Jewish sort of personality. Yeah. And, that's and, and that is that is a strange thing. Coming from, obviously you can tell from our accents, no matter where you're listening from, this is uh, the, the realms of County Tyrone. Uh-huh. So Jewish hum, uh, humor, it's not something that's really very well known in Ireland as such, but no. you can see similarities between the Jewish humour and Irish humour. You know, it's kind of self-deprecating. Yeah, put-downs and, and yeah. very... Not, not put... Uh, uh, the words against on. me sort of yeah, thing, yeah. Not put-downs towards anybody else, put-downs no. towards yourself. Towards yourself, yeah. Absolutely. Like so there's that lineup because it's uh, uh, it sounds sort of... Am I being sectarian here by saying Jewish humour? You know, but it's not. There is yeah. something very unique about Jewish, especially New York Jews, like their humour. Yeah. Whether it's Woody Allen or, or on the Seinfeld or David, and that, there's a lot of uh, neurosis. <laughs> a lot of, oh, yeah. yeah, really, like, oh, yeah. Uh, as you say, against themselves all the time. Mm-hmm. So that really, I, I that's what I loved about it, especially Costanza. I mean, I think Costanza could be maybe the best character ever created. I mean, he's just... Well, as we get in later on... the. the the audience grew with Kramer. Yes. But what they didn't see was the strength of... Absolutely. They Costanza. missed the genius of that, yeah. So in the first episode, we had, the pi- obviously, the pilot. And, uh, I mean, it started off, it was pretty slow. You could see they didn't know what they were going to do. They hadn't found their voice. No. Um, so the second season as such, after that, if you want to call it that, was four episodes. Am I right? They, they got commissioned for four. They got commissioned for four at the start, which was a sort of notorious... Yeah, we'll, we'll mm. try. We'll but give you a go. Or, yeah. yeah, we'll stick you on someone. And then Larry David was panicky about that. And then they asked for nine, and he was more panicky about that. So he wasn't happy that he was getting paid to be, like, producer, yeah. writer. Which, yeah, you could totally Which everybody see. else would be like, this is the dream. Yeah. And they were offering him, like, bonuses yeah. and stuff. No, he wasn't happy about that. When it came to the first season, and they put down the number they wanted, I think it was, like, 12 or 13 episodes. 13, I think it was, yeah. yeah. He says in an interview that he cried. Yeah, <laughs> because he he couldn't imagine having to write how more than four. Write, yeah, how am I going to write thirteen more of these yeah. things? Yeah, which to anybody else, if you're in that room and you're taking those meetings, oh, you've hit the jackpot. Why would yeah. you think that yeah. it's going to lo- stop at four? Yeah. Like nobody. But who that. only? If you walk into a recording studio and you're recording an album, somebody goes, "We only need four songs." You'd be like, "That's not normal." <laughs> I've 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 heard albums before. I know that that's not normal. Yeah, that's an EP. <laughs> that's yeah. yeah. You're asking us an EP. So uh, only David could be the one to complain about getting um, what you would want, yeah. <laughs> which is more episodes. Mm-hmm. And then after the 13, we sort of get into the real chunk of it where they realized, oh, this is good. Because of the likes of uh, Elaine and Kramer, uh, it, it made uh, people realize that it's got legs here. Yeah. Um, so that, that led them on to the proper 
realm of of a season then with 22 episodes mm-hmm. um per season so was that season three that they started the 22 episodes is that where you know there was a because of a pilot because of the first four and then 13 you know but they never really started the season three the first season as such season three is one of the biggest ones but i think season two had a great gulk of episodes in them as well okay. because well maybe it was 12 actually was it season two it i remember on the dvd mm-hmm. vo- season one and two were one box every other yes, season was its right, own yeah. individual yeah. box well so i think you might be right season three might be the one where you the get first one. it hits over 20. so that's when i started to get um started to find its rhythm started to get uh its audience as well because mm-hmm. the numbers started to build um i mean uh, at the time the tv shows that were there at, at the time uh, give a bit of background to that i mean the biggest show in america at the time that they were auditioning for actors was alf that's <laughs> right the alien life form <laughs> and then what was taken over completely was the cheers cosby show roseanne mm-hmm. they were huge now cosby show was on its way out mm-hmm. roseanne was sort of in its growth and cheers was also on its way out but it was huge mm. it was like in season four of seinfeld which is the biggest season of seinfeld cheers had its final season that's right yeah and they're both they're all on the same network apart from roseanne Mm-hmm. So Cosby Show, Cheers, Seinfeld, all on the same network, and they're all vying for view, like viewing figures that you can't even astronomical. Like. Yeah, you wouldn't get them today. No, you no. wouldn't. No, no, you definitely wouldn't because yeah. Yeah, well, all of the different options have it, but um, so everything like Cheers and and, and especially Alf followed Alf. a very formulaic, um, very very structured, always like. There's nearly always canned laughter would I say at some well, point Cheers it always recorded in front of a live studio audience and all that sort of stuff but um, Alf definitely was a bit of a can stuff oh absolutely Yeah, it just followed the multi-camera setup. you know that because of the way it was being shot there wasn't a lot of people watching yeah. it because they didn't want it to be they didn't no. want any interference they just wanted this to go out yeah. bang it out bang it out um, and uh, obviously Cosby and Roseanne um Went on to great things in later life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> great, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, in their field, in their field, you know, of being uh, crazy and rapists, and they were yeah. up there as being probably the best in their field. Um, but you know, so Seinfeld come along was a breath of fresh air because you had this new approach, and and their approach was that this was going to be a show about nothing. It was because the run. They it was the run. Actually, yeah. W- what to come up with? It's just going to be two guys talking. It was. I think it was one of the executives in NBC when they did their first pitch, who said, "This really is about nothing." And they were like, "What?" And <laughs> I think it was in reference to the the Chinese takeaway, the episode where they're just, yes, they're just like, waiting. They're yeah. just waiting for a table. Yeah. And they were like, "No, there's nothing happening. Yeah. It's just you guys talking about being here and wanting to go to see a film, and how you need to get away." And that is the genius of it. And that's, br- that's brilliant. Like, how do you get humor from something? And, and but not only that, it was when writers, American writers, watched that episode. They went, "We can do this," mm-hmm. and that changed the landscape completely. Well, that brings us into the writers. So you had um, Peter Melman, Carl Liefer, mm-hmm. um, Alec Berg, Alec Berg, who's so now the showrunner, and Barry. Yeah. So you have and. Then you have Larry Charles, and I don't know if Larry Charles is doing much writing as much of a showrunner, really, for he, them. He, but he, he, did, he, did, he did a lot of good episodes, yeah. Days. And um, he directed a lot of things for, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of the shows were expanded because people would come in and go, We heard happened to me yesterday. <laughs> and Larry David would go, What? Like, 
the one of my favorite what we're going to talk about later the parking space is just based on the idea of one of the writers peter melman's father or sorry it was actually greg daniels mm-hmm. who's another writer on the mm-hmm. whose father got into this weird argument where they sat fighting over a parking space <laughs> and blocking the roads in yeah. new york like but there's no one greg daniels but larry charles yeah he's like he was like larry david's sort of right hand man where he was like the anarchist yeah. he wrote in lots of things about people dying and <laughs> yeah Nazis and, and, a lot and, Nazis. and he went on then he's done a lot of stuff since I mean he's was, yeah. it, was Borat did he did Borat he, he directed, directed Borat yeah. and Bruno and Bruno's right yeah um, so it, it, they, they put quite a team together at that point yeah. you know to start they things were, off you, you were you were hitting the ground running with that sort of background but like. the central hub was always Seinfeld and David absolutely yeah. you had to go in mm-hmm. you could write you could write script after script when you hand it over to them yeah, oh, they could annex it or just start editing. Yeah. But they said that ninety percent of the time, the guys they had, like Melman, um, and Alec Berg as well, to be fair, they didn't touch their script. No, they thought they were brilliant. Yeah, and the the sort of the idea, which was again controversial at the time, was the no hugs, no learning sort of mm-hmm. idea that you know because every which sitcom is, was always yeah, you know we resolved it at the end and 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 the characters became better people because they resolved it but that didn't apply to Seinfeld no. it was like no we are not still as neurotic and crazy as we were and we don't care that there's no resolve yeah they they there was a the attitude of we can't we can't afford this to be like a running romance yeah <laughs> we can't afford this to be because we don't need to because we could end any minute mm-hmm. so I I love that 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 the f- the first instinct of writing a comedy <laughs> was for nobody to be emotional yeah. and nobody to learn anything at all. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> that, uh, but that's 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 what made it so perfect. That's what I think yeah. it had to sort of it had the the mood or uh, the mood at the time. So uh, we then I mean we're we gonna we talk about Seinfeld. I mean um, as we know now today I and mean, we knew then. I mean he's one of the 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 best maybe. Um, yeah, stand-ups. Um, yeah, yeah, he was definitely one, if not the cleanest stand-up in yeah. regards to um, his his material and profanity and stuff. But the the the, the craft um, is unreal. Mm-hmm. Acting, mm, not so much. No, <laughs> I mean it's fucking, and it's something he admitted. Yeah, he said himself. And I mean, I I I like watching episodes sometimes where I can see him, like he just it it gets to the point where he can't hold back the laughter, especially at Kramer. Sometimes he just yeah. he just can't hold it back. So. There's just a constant smirk on his face, mm-hmm. which doesn't, even in the most serious circumstances, in the most serious situations, he's supposed to be, you know, and Costanza's really hate, especially. Yeah, he, and, and he, that's 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 where they sort of, they threw in that, well, Michael Richards threw it in quite a bit, that he hated when people ruined takes. Yeah. And he didn't mean, like, they fluffed a line, or he means when they bust their sides laughing, because he was so funny. Oh, but he but was such a professional that, oh, man. that yeah. he didn't want you to, yeah. like, break character in any way at all. And this is in a th- that's the sort of level this was at. Yeah, and and and, and you could see that as as time went on. Because Seinfeld, I think it was him or, or David said that there was some sort of I don't know, season four or five where the audience were so in love with Kramer. Yeah, that every time he burst through the door, they went into applause. And the, the, the and show it, had to stop. Yeah, they had to stop the show because every time he entered the room, they fucking clapped the shit out of the place. Mm-hmm. So I think it was around those seasons where they, they, they obviously the the. the before recording started, they, they warned the audience, listen, you know, the guys need the rhythm of the show to continue. Do yeah. not applaud when Kramer comes in. And, yeah. and if you listen real close, especially the <laughs> first couple of episodes where they've been told not to, you can see the odd rebel and just a, one wee clap. Just it's very in. clear. Oh, yeah. They've, they've been, they've been restrained. Like there's, a, yeah. there's a 
It's just natural because it's so funny, yeah. yeah. And then the next day, nothing. Nothing at all, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but that, that that's, I mean, so that that's genius casting. And then so we'll move on to him now as we're talking to Michael Richards. So, yeah, I mean, Michael Richards is Kramer, who is the crazy next door neighbor who doesn't have a job, mm-hmm. doesn't do anything, has mm-hmm. the fucking, it doesn't ever say it, but I think if you burst into his apartment, you'd find a load of roaches and a couple yeah. of bongs sitting on the table. Yeah. But they never actually uh, insinuate anything, but the guy's nuts. Yeah. But he... Michael Richards playing him just... It's genius. Like it's, it's nothing like it. It's just it. Re- it. I mean, out of all four characters, George as a character is my favorite character. Yeah. But Michael Richards as a performer, as Kramer, is my yeah. favorite performer. Yeah. The physicality of him, the some mm-hmm. of the stuff that he's doing, the the falling about, even just the way he enters the room, mm-hmm. sliding in through the door and yeah. then taking, taking the fucking door off the hinges. Um, but it's all him. Yeah, it's all like completely it's all him. him yeah. It's all him. He he thought of all this on the cuff and. I don't know how they got through some of the scenes. No. Some of the reactions you have. You can, as I said, you can see Seinfeld smirking, but you can see some of the other ones as well. And they caught it um, in a few uh, scenes where they actually are buckled over laughing. Then mm-hmm. they have to turn to the side because of it. But, uh, I mean, he, phew, I wouldn't talk about where he went in, in future years, but... Uh, well, um, nobody nobody quite knows. Again, a stand-up. Uh, but a, uh, yeah, yeah, stand-up. Yeah, stand-up comedian who, um, again, very physical. He did a bit on a TV show. Uh, Quite a few bits. No, he did a bit. Somewhere along the line, they said they spotted him. Yeah, it was, a, he was doing like a, a fitness instructor. Fitness instructor that got everything wrong. Who got everything right. wrong yeah. and would walk out like with a t-shirt under yeah. his leotard and would be smoking. Yeah, that's right. And, and they just dumb, sliding about. He would go and do bench presses <laughs> and the dumbbells would fall on top of him and yeah. he'd fall off the bench. Yeah. And the, again, the physicality and the, the, the comedic timing of him was unbelievable and the energy. That he had to put into those things, and he he brought that then to Seinfeld because the energy he when he was in a scene mm-hmm. that was it it was it was just jumped up to hundred. Uh, so then we have we have Elaine then yeah Julia Louis Dreyfus um I I one of the greatest one of the greatest characters but definitely I think the greatest female character ever on on TV um, yeah it's it's pretty much like groundbreaking at the time because how she many, was not like the, the, besides the character. Julia Lee Dreyfus as an actress. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't think anybody's. I think she holds the record for Emmys or something, doesn't she? Like she's got. She, she won them yeah, for TV she? shows in between Veep and Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's like and then with Veep, I think she's won it every year that that Veep was out. And rightly so. Yeah, she's class. Um. The and and I suppose you could say this about any character that ever exists. You couldn't see anybody else playing Elaine, but I don't think you could. Was that there was a there was like a. There was an energy in the movie between her and Seinfeld that you would never get. I don't think with anybody no. else. Um, well, there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff online says that there was animosity between the actors. Mm-hmm. But in later interviews, they've done reunions, they've done yeah. uh, roundtable discussions, they've and there doesn't seem to be. There just seems to be that they were all so good at what they did, they knew in their head exactly what to do, and it was very little that producers, writers, or directors had to tell them once they gave them the script. Yeah. And they'd never made a show before. And they'd never made a show before. So like, by the time you get to season three, they're 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 pros. But again, that's 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 sort of back to the team that they put their, put together around mm-hmm. them. Um, she, I mean, as Elaine, some of the things uh, if you talk about when these were going out, so you're talking the early nineties. Yeah. And eighty nine, eighty nine to ninety eight. Yeah. So you, and you weren't seeing. I don't think we ever seen a female character like Elaine. 
who, on television? On television, yeah, at that time. You know, because well, everybody weren't was generous enough to give yeah. a, a female performer. That Cheers! Sort of you would have had in the later years. You had Kirstie Alley, sort of being a wee bit rebellious, but she still sort of stuck to a formula. The character, yeah, but you know. it was you never seen like a sort of. Well, I hadn't. I'm talking about us living here. Yeah, and as and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm. Pre- in her own, we were very select. Yeah, I'm not, not going to say like, there yeah. wasn't one, but yeah. I'd never seen one. No, not on the four channels we had over Not here. on no. the four, well, three and a half. Yeah. Because <laughs> two wouldn't work sometimes <laughs> up in Castleview. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, but we were, we were definitely, we got a glut. We got like four of the best. We knew that Seinfeld wasn't the greatest actor, but there are moments he has in the show. Oh, yeah. That are as memorable as the other two characters moments. Uh, absolutely, yeah. And, and I, I always, I always marvel even today of Seinfeld having to write new material for the start of every show. Yeah. Even though it was only thirty seconds, but if there's twenty two shows a season, mm-hmm. and he has to write thirty seconds for every single show, plus then write material for being on stage himself because he's not going to do the same material that he did at the Seinfeld show on stage. But that's what that's, a lot of people wanted. That's 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 quite prolific in regards to the mm-hmm. amount of material coming out. But again, that's why he has crafted his craft the way he has. Well, there's an interview I watched with him on Johnny Carson's show, mm-hmm. and it's just before Seinfeld comes out, and he he has him on the show as this guy has a TV show coming out. He's not on as a stand-up, mm-hmm. and he says to him, "How long have you been coming here?" And he's like, "I've been sitting. I've been coming here to do a performance in your show for ten years." Yeah, that's right. He yeah. had ten years mm-hmm. of stand-up. Mm-hmm. On the Carson show too, on which the Carson is, show. and been called over to the sofa uh-huh. a couple of times, which was yeah. And then massive. he breaks it down to the best bits of the stuff, but that's and the latter seasons he doesn't do the the stand up intro. Mm-hmm. But there's a good seven seasons. Oh yeah, full of material and the good material too. Yeah. You know, yeah. observational stuff obviously as as Seinfeld does. But so we have um, uh, finally then Jason Alexander as mm-hmm. George slash Larry. Well, he's a, he was a more stage actor. <coughs> and the guys me. had seen him in a few David Simon plays around mm-hmm. New York and stuff. And were like, this guy's great. Yep. But I think Larry David worked with him on another sketch show. Yes, there was something. Called Fridays or something. It yes. was meant to be the alternative Saturday Night Live. Uh-huh. After Larry David got that's left a, Saturday a Night Live. A couple of writers from Fridays. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. So he's um, he knew him from that and he knew he'd be sturdy like. But I don't think he knew how sturdy he would be yeah. as George. And I, and I think Alex, he has, Jason Alexander has said uh, somewhere along the line that once he realized, once he said to Larry David, there's no way this could be real, and he went, that's exactly how I reacted, that he knew then. You could see almost, he said himself, you could see the change happening overnight. Yeah. Like, okay, I know who this person is now. This is I've actually, got, I've got this a, is Larry. I've got a tap so I can watch him. Person. Yeah, I just watch him during breaks, and I know where to get. So, uh, like the energy and the, <laughs> the neurosis sometimes of Costanza is brilliant and and weird as it is I don't know if it's because we're Irish and because we have that same mentality mm-hmm. you can see where his thought process is going before it happens yeah. you know what the complaint is you know a, where he's trying to rationalise something yeah. you're like why is that Or especially when it comes to money why, why do I have to pay yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. what was the quote he said about the parking garage about he would never pay in to park <laughs> Because it's, it's like paying for a prostitute when if you just put in the work, <laughs> you can get it for free. <laughs> about parking. Yeah. It must have been like 25 cents or something, whatever yeah. the equivalent was <laughs> yeah. in the early 90s. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's so concerned about having to pay for it and yeah. get it out of convenience. 
that he'd rather work for it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and and I can see, I can see my dad. I guess I can see Frank. I guess. he would do I know anything. Anything rather than to pay forty p for the hour yeah. for the parking, <laughs> <Yeah>. he would <laughs> he'll park three mile away yeah. just so he doesn't have to fucking pay forty p. But then complain about being warm from walking. For yeah, it. yeah. Why warm, boss? Not a parking space in this town, hey. Not a park. <laughs> <laughs> not a free one, you mean? Uh, so, uh, but yeah, so the, he brought that level, which was uh, it was uh, the energy was unreal. Like it was uh, the the sweating and the, and the and the yeah. Some of the diatribe, some of the monologue bits that he has, he just is so pent up, full of yeah. anger. The writing is just unbelievable, but the delivery of it is just <laughs> top class. I well, he one of the one of the major sort of notorious bits about Seinfeld from the early years was that he was written out of a certain episode, uh-huh. or he had less lines than everybody else, and he threatened to quit. Right. Yeah. He's like, if you hand me a script with this amount of me in it again. You mm-hmm. may not, you may not bother just hand me a script at all, but what we found out later is that Seinfeld and Larry David were deliberately putting Seinfeld on the back burner. Right. Okay. So he was actually getting less lines than everyone, <laughs> because he knew he wanted to see these three shine. Yeah. His name's on the title. It's That's not, it. it's not, You're he's, not going to forget he's, he's there. Forget, like, yeah. The name's going to hang on. The other him. three, in particular, the episode "The Bus Boy," mm-hmm. which is in season two. Mm-hmm. They're they're pretty much. He's pretty much written them as the central three stories mm-hmm. and he's just sort of in the middle they come yeah, to him to tell yeah. him the yeah. you know there's nothing major he has to do in any of the episodes no. so he's a conduit that keeps these three yeah because mad he's, he's a writer yeah. but he knows what's it, funny he also and the character of jerry in the show is is us you know he, he, the character yeah. he, he's he's the sane one as such he, he rationalizes everything he he looks over and ring with a skeptical eye mm-hmm. um because you need that balance when you've got the madness of kramer um, the the fucking neurotic rants of George. You need somebody in there in the middle. So Seinfeld always played that part very well. Um, I mean, we glossed over there a couple of episodes. So I mean, favorite episode. I think everybody will agree. It's a contest. I think I I it? have I I have one in particular that I like more, but there's specific reasons for it. But the contest is like in my, it's de- it's definitely my second favorite. But it's so the contest. Yes. I'm explain the background to it. So the contest, what is the contest? Uh, the <laughs> what, contest? What are they contesting? The contest starts off, if you haven't seen it, it starts off with George coming into the coffee shop to tell the other characters who are all seated that his mother caught him. Mm-hmm. Caught him. It's never said. Mm-hmm. Once. They never say it, no. And in an original script, it, it yeah. did have it in it. Oh, did it? And it was removed, and when they re- read it again, they went, that's that's that's, that's a work of art. Yeah, that's we, an absolute. We don't. This is a game yeah. changer in its own. So they referred it in different ways: master of my domain and mm-hmm. king of the county and queen of my castle. Queen of my castle. <laughs> so basically, uh, he then informs him that his mother fell down. She's hurt her back and she's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so everybody else is like, "Well, we're not surprised with you, George," sort of thing. And he goes, "Well, you couldn't do it to Jerry." Jerry says, "I could do it better than you every day. I can just hold out for longer." Mm-hmm. So then all four characters agree. Yeah. To not, so fifty dollars, I think it was, uh, or twenty dollars was the best. Hundred dollars, and Elaine okay. had to pay one hundred and fifty because she's a woman, <laughs> she's and a it's woman. easier for a woman. <laughs> That's right. Not to do it. There was no equal rights there. There's no equal rights. No, uh, it was equity, so she yeah. had to pay one hundred and fifty. <laughs> the rest had to pay hundred. So the idea was to see who could last the longest without footern. Without footern. And so, I mean, that obviously leads then to 
like every loads of scenarios where there's different uh, every scenario every temptation you can think of of the world yeah. is there yeah so uh eight of the four of them then uh are battling individual problems with temptation yes so the first one is george who has to go and visit his mother in the yes. hospital because she fell down because she seen him, him doing that I'm trying not to say it <laughs> but only that. because I'm out of respect for yes. the show I'm not respect the show who didn't have to say it we didn't have to say it either but so uh, she walked in and seen him bathroom and she fell and he has to now go visit her in hospital yeah. but while she, he's visiting her in hospital in the bed next to the mother yes seems to be a very hot woman mm-hmm. uh, we don't see the woman we just see the <laughs> do you hear I said that mm-hmm. <laughs> yes son you never see uh, her though never see her we just see the silhouette yeah. uh, the shadow on the on the on the curtain as it's closed over and of course she's getting bed baths and yes. stuff and uh, yes, she <laughs> yes she is and obviously George is like that he can't handle it and the mother <laughs> now the mother I mean uh, we, no, it's like, the first it's appearance of Estella Costanza is that, is that the That's first the time? That's the first okay. time you see her. So, uh, and it's her lying in a bed. <laughs> giving up to George. Giving up to George for <laughs> being a pervert. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I love her. I mean, she's... Uh, she's brilliant. Is, is it Estelle Harris is her name? No. Um, I, I think it's Estelle Harris. So she's the she's the voice of Mrs. Potato Head yes. in Toy Story. Yes. And, and she plays George's mother. And Jerry Stiller, who is Ben Stiller's father. Yeah. Um, plays uh, George's father. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank. But he's not in this episode. He's not in this episode, no. but it's just the mother. And so every time I look at it now, all I hear is Mrs. Potato Head shouting, yeah. <laughs> shouting yeah. at, the, at the husband. Because it's literally the same voice used. Yeah. It's not, there's no, there's no change to it, no. filtration at all. She is, she's not that high pitched in real life. You've seen interviews her, but yeah, she it. can go very easily mm-hmm. to squeak. So George has got that temptation. Um, Elaine. Has the temptation of she uh, in her local gym. She notices that John F. Kennedy Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, is now a member. Yes, and he takes a fancy to her, knowing that she's taking a fancy to him. After he leaves her home one night, mm-hmm. and she's getting more and more riled. And to me, in this episode, she is doing her best. Yeah, that's sh- her. To see a woman act like a horny boy. Yes, I've See, not seen it. No, it never show was before. done before again. And actually, it was the first time I remember. Go, oh, our ladies as dirty as the boys? Is that? Are you that? Are, are you that? You as filthy? Are you <laughs> bitches? She's. Uh, I. Uh, it was the first time I seen, but again, the the which is ridiculous <laughs> because of course, yeah, of course, it was, it. but I mean, again, the, you know, Christ. when you only see things from a male perspective, when you're I, that age, don't you're forget, like, oh, this we're, is we're new. watching this when we were 13, 14. Yes, yes, with no with no internet. With no internet. No porn. We have no nan. No nan. Just our imagination by. The Cage catalog. Page <laughs> <Bates> 297. <laughs> <laughs> Written on walls all around park. <laughs> boys, if he's needed. I'll give you the end of it, boys, but you can't open the pages. <laughs> Anymore. What the fuck? Uh, no, so... So she has... She, yeah, and, and the, the, the one thing that stood out for me was the, the, the tossing and turning, like, time in the bed. Or just the frustration Well, what happens early on... sleep. Again, for people that haven't watched it, what happens early on is... The three male characters are in their apartment, and Kramer runs in to say, look across the road, the lady in the apartment that's across right. the road so is the in other, the nude. Yeah, so that's Jerry's. So that's all of them. All of them, that's yeah. That's set the male right, yeah. sort of on a tangent where it's, it's ramped it up just one more level. Mm-hmm. So Elaine has buzzed from downstairs. She's on her way up. Kramer's looking for, I'd say about 15 seconds. <laughs> that's all he is. Then <laughs> he bails. 
<laughs> to go into his apartment, which he does all the time. He's in now. Yeah, yeah. So it, you, as a as a viewer, you don't really pay attention to what's happening. You so think he's going, but you're not too sure. You think he's going, he's going and he's not but coming he back. Yeah, yeah. But he, as you say, he does it so often. He does it so often. It's, it's, just, not, yeah. it's second nature. Like. So Elaine comes into the apartment talking about the guys, just about who's broken yet, and Jerry and, and George aren't paying attention at all. <laughs> she mentions she's going to Mars, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Then oh, Kramer yeah. walks in <laughs> <laughs> with his $100, slaps it behind the uh, counter, and says, I'm out. I'm out. So which, he, to, which, in the episode, <laughs> yeah. is so amazing because of his face. Yep. He looks like a guy who's just... Who's just and the other one's face yeah. of going, how did you do it so, so fast? It's like 30 seconds? Yeah. Like, but it's the, it? slap of the, it's the slap of the $100 bill yeah. on the table. And just the way uh, Richards does everything with Kramer, he just so yeah. exaggerated and slapped down. I'm out. <laughs> and that's it. And, and the fact that you can, the fact that's the genius of it, where he can just say, I'm out. I'm out. Which it, it just, it, it just translates to, I have just played with myself in my apartment. Yeah. But two words. Does it. And you never, um, you don't need to imply anything no. else. You don't need any filth. You don't need any other no, words. No. It's just, I'm out. So he was number one. He was the first one. He was the first one. So then it shows, <laughs> like you mentioned, a great clip of all four characters sleeping <laughs> and only one is sleeping sound. <laughs> yeah. It's Kramer. The next night is Kramer. Because everyone yeah. else is so frustrated uh-huh. and starting to get a bit ratty. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I love the genius of, of those nighttime scenes. Yeah. To sort of help us, you know, guide us through who's left. Yeah. <laughs> so the second one out is Elaine after finding out that uh, JFK Jr., Wants to meet her the That's next right. night at nine o'clock. Date. Yeah. And it shows the very thought of it, just <laughs> the thought of it. She's out cold. And That's right. <laughs> so yeah. is Kramer. And the other two guys are all over the show. <laughs> so uh you, you sort of then got a, a you got a the heightened sense you from the very beginning you thought Elaine's gonna win this like. Oh absolutely, yeah. She's Your male bias night. was yeah, oh yeah, and there's no way, yeah. She's gonna she's gonna last longer than this. I'm like the dirty bastards that they are. And all along <laughs> George is fighting with the bed bathing uh-huh. episodes. He keeps coming back to visit the mother. He keeps coming back to visit the mother because <laughs> he says to Jerry, "It's my mother, Jerry. Yeah. I have to go see my mom. Why would I not?" <laughs> First time he's ever been concerned about his mother yeah. ever in the whole series. So Jerry, in this whole arc, is dating a virgin who, yes. from before even the contest was started, he was having issues because. He, he he's really attracted to this woman, of course. Yes, the, the drawbridge was up on the castle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he he um he also has the titillation of the woman across the road. Yes, so he's got this, then and he's got that, yeah. this really attractive woman uh-huh. who is the maid from Frasier. Yes, Jane leaves. Yes, yeah, uh-huh. and. She is. She's gorgeous, like yeah. And in this, it's like her and, and her and infancy. And I presume at that time that was a kind of a, a cultural nod to Brooke Shields, wasn't it? The time of Brooke Shields that was famous for being a virgin. Yes. And she went to the Grammys with Michael Jackson and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. And yeah, you're uh, right. Actually, it probably. Was. So it probably was a reference to mm-hmm. her. But so that that because again, that Brooke Shields was, was extremely yeah. attractive. Stunning. So the rest, yeah. So the temptation of that. So he's got a double coming against it. George has got the live sex show behind the he's curtain. He's got the live sex show and. He keeps going and to look at the woman across the road. So, so we get to, so Elaine's out, Kramer's out, two guys are left, and the two guys are left are starting to literally fight with each other because they're so, <laughs> so irked catty, yeah. at everything. Uh, they fight over socks. <laughs> George says to Jerry, 
where'd you get those socks? He's like, why would I take yours? They're my socks. He's like, no, no, I know they're my socks. He's like, do you think when you fell asleep, I took socks of your dirty feet and now I'm wearing your socks. So then they just realize, right, we're, we're going too far It's going here. too far. We've got to we're, do something. We're, taking, we're going to have to take a different route. Um, It's at this point that Elaine comes up and informs them that she's out. Mm-hmm. She puts her money down. Put money down on the counter. Um, The two guys then are... I love the look of disbelief of the two of them because <laughs> the, the, the look of disbelief on, on Jerry and George is the look of disbelief of all males watching the show going, yeah, she's actually out. I thought she'd have won that thing. <laughs> and gone. to the people that were at the start sort of still bemused that a woman does this, mm-hmm. this is a total fucking... Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. An absolute fingers yeah, up. Not only fingers up, literally. Yeah, not, only, <laughs> <laughs> not only does she do it... <laughs> <laughs> Not only does she do it, but uh, she'll she'll do it as quick as a man would do it, and that and that, which is and for of the course, same reason the man yeah, would do it, yeah, and it's the exact not? same yeah, reason. Yeah, exactly. It's not. I mean, that's what I loved about it. It was they were all had the, for exact as you say for it was for the exact same reason. It was all instinctive. It was all natural. It was mm-hmm. nothing dirty or weird about it. No. It was actually quite <laughs> funny as we see. So uh, we're left with the two boys ready. We're left to with two boys. Jerry is in the apartment with the virgin, mm-hmm. and the virgin informs him. Let's do it tonight. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Are you serious?" She's <laughs> like, "Yeah, but I'm I'm so sorry we've waited this long." And he goes, "Oh, you don't even know the half of it." She's like, "What?" <laughs> so, in another genius move, he goes to explain it, and it cuts to Elaine outside waiting on JFK Jr. Mm-hmm. And he's late because she's clearly like looking at her mm-hmm. watch and stuff. Then it goes back up, and Jerry's told her in quick time, and she's livid. The virgin's mm-hmm. livid, mm-hmm. putting her coat on, wants to leave. This is disgusting. You've been holding out all this <laughs> nonsense, and. She leaves the apartment, goes downstairs. Mm-hmm. Jerry immediately goes to the window <laughs> to look out the window to see if the woman is still there nude, which she is. So as the virgin goes downstairs, she meets Elaine. Elaine and her are talking, and she basically tells Elaine, get away from me, you're disgusting as well. So Elaine leaves, doesn't think JFJ Jr. is coming at all, and he, she goes up the stairs to Jerry's. Uh, then George arrives. So George, Elaine, and Jerry are now in the apartment, and Jerry notices mm-hmm. that there's someone else across the road with the naked woman. <laughs> and Leslie get closer to the window. They realize it's Kramer, <laughs> who's in the buff, waving over <laughs> to all of them in their apartment. Mighty. And it then, I believe, cuts to a scene where they're all sleeping soundly. Yeah. And Jerry's, uh, or Kramer's story with the, the naked woman naked across woman. the way. Yeah. And the virgins with JFK Jr. JFK Jr., yeah. Who's picked up de- the virgin. Deflared. Yes. <laughs> like like most of his lineage we're fond of. <laughs> like a good old candy boy. Well done. Uh, so, uh, that, but again, I, I, I love the, the, the flow of that um, episode and, and the writing, which, as we said, was just genius. Well, um, the, the, the nature of the, the filth of the topic, to be yeah. able to go out at half nine uh, at night on primetime TV, at that time, mm-hmm. and uh, now you wouldn't get looked at twice, but at the time, in the early nineties, and and the conservative, I mean, The Simpsons was outrageous at that time. Yeah. Um this was quite it was quite out there to have such a. They they did mention that, obviously they didn't say the word we spoke about that, but any other show that had been given the green light to do that mm-hmm. would have shouted it from the rooftops. Oh yeah, and it would have been such a, a cross to bear. Yeah, that you would have said it's just not funny anymore because been, yeah, you've hit it too hard. It would have been crass, and it, yeah. it just wouldn't have been. Yeah, they they like some of the th- like most of actually, if you if you realistically from a comedy point of view, uh, Seinfeld's jokes, he's like a conductor. 
you know mm-hmm. he is conducting every word every syllable he, he uses is is part of his symphony and it was the same with the episodes they had everything moving like an orchestra all uh, in sync and everything was going um flowing so well that anybody else trying to do it would just would have come off as dickheads like it yeah. would have come off as really well bad lar- and smutty maybe no that's that's pretty fair but they uh larry david this is larry david's baby yeah he won the emmy for writing for this episode oh for the contest right okay yeah it, it won the emmy and it's number one in the 100 greatest episodes of tv episodes apologies of all time yeah, and rightly so. I mean, it, and it's I think that's just, from 2016. I, I can't think. I've watched a lot of American sitcoms in my time, and I just can't think of any other show slash episode that it's was as perfect as that. As they, the, the season four is known as the breakthrough season, and there's a load of reasons for that, like we said before. Cheers is on the way down. Yeah. But Seinfeld was on around the same time as Cheers. Mm-hmm. So the time slot then changed. The time them, slot yeah. changed, and it piggybacked a lot of people watching Cheers on yep. Seinfeld. But then it was grown on its own. Yeah, it had this sort of cult audience. That it I was starting yeah. to build really, really. And by the time it came to the contest, which is right in the middle, it's episode 11, season four, it was at its absolute episode. Yeah. Like, it was it was going berserk. People, were, they were all over the media. They were in Rolling Stone magazine. And I think it's primarily down to this episode. Yeah, absolutely. I think a yeah. lot of people I, I think it's wanted to know, wh- what do you mean they didn't? Yeah. And what do you mean it's not? Disgusting. What do you mean? It's and this not is, this in is way, like we say, is pre-internet, pre-streaming. So it was you had like to you watch. Had, it? There were they, yeah, you had to watch it because they were the cliched water cooler moments. They were things that everybody talked about the next day because they had all watched the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you hadn't seen it, uh, or, or w- weren't a fan in the past, you were convinced by the amount of reaction that came from because it. it wasn't just audience reaction. It was critically, as, as we say, the Emmy was there. But I mean, every critic was just. I mean, yeah. wrapping it up. Uh, they say that this is the sort of la- this is the landmark, not just for Seinfeld, but for modern television. Mm, this absolutely. is where everything went in all different directions, sort of akin to more so Pulp Fiction than Reservoir Dogs. But when they both hit, mm-hmm. everything went berserk. Yeah, independent cinema became a, it, yeah. a, an absolute Goliath, and people were allowed these weird scripts that were being handed and people were financing them yeah. all because of what, but that's, that's how important this episode was to yeah. television. And and you think then of the, the follow-ons then, the sort of, the other stand-up comedians who then got mm-hmm. shows and yeah. got things out of it and stuff together, that definitely did set a trend. I'm thinking of Everybody Loves Raymond. There's a lot of things from mm-hmm. that. Um, you can see a definite... I didn't know on. how successful Ray Romano was as a stand-up. He was pretty big. big, big like. Yeah, big stand-up over there. Um, uh, and it wasn't, again, it, what, that everybody, everybody Loves Raymond, it's, you know, it's a Saturday or Monday morning TV show. Like, it's not. Yeah, but I it wasn't hit. The, but it's so good. It's brilliant. It's so well because written. Because it's a stand-up. Again, yeah. I think it, uh, um, I'm obviously we have a bias in that. But I mean, in the mm-hmm. stand-up end of things, I mean, he knew what he wanted to put out there. Again, the casting a was strong unreal. Strong characters, oh, strong God. actors. Uh, Peter Boyle, Brad mm-hmm. Garrett. I mean, Jesus. Oh. Really good. So uh, that was good. But I mean, and Seinfeld then, I don't think everybody of Raymond, loves Raymond could have came about if it wasn't for Seinfeld. No. Um, Friends obviously came after that, but that was a different ball game altogether. That different was ball game started very running. mainstream, and I knew it was going to be mainstream before it was even aired. You know, it was one of those ones when you seen the cast, and yeah. you, were, you were going yeah. the premise of it and all that sort yeah. of stuff. So, but it, again, it it fit it fit more naturally with Cheers mm-hmm. than it would have done with Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, but um, so we we've talked before. You can hear our squeaky chairs in this 
Can you hear, you hear this? I can hear it, Jairus. My fat ass. I was going to say, it's probably my ass is bigger than yours. It's probably squeaking a lot heavier under mine. But uh, we'll look at a bit of WE40. You hear it going there? It's fucking you. So there's fucking WE. Not me. Definitely not me. It is you. Ah, I love it's that way. It's that way. It's right. going that way. Stick to the thing with the squeeze. I gotta put the, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> the <mic to> <laughs> squeeze your arse in. Uh, so I mean, one of the other things we wanted to talk about was our own. I think, as we said, the contest is is universally recognized as a favorite. So we thought of maybe highlighting one of our own favorites. There's, that were there's quite a few that are apart like from the, the top, favorite, you know, yeah, like in the top, like the puffy shirt, and obviously yeah. the the restaurant and mm. the parking garage. The one so it won an Emmy as well for direction because it's all set in one floor, yeah. but they changed the, the setup. So that's that. Yeah, we'll go with that one. So oh, that was that was my favorite. That's your favorite. Up. That's my favorite. The parking okay. garage, um, or garage. I keep we say garage. They say garage. Mm-hmm. Parking right. garage. Uh, so the idea was, um, they had to go and get a uh, Kramer wanted to go and buy an air conditioning unit. <laughs> yeah. And so they went to a mall, um, mm-hmm. and they bought the air conditioning unit so that's what you yep. see the start of the episode opens up where the guys are coming with Kramer carrying uh, a, a box and they're going back to their car so again only a Seinfeld show could do something as simple as walking back to your car in a multi-story car park uh, so the idea is uh, they, they can't find the car they can't don't know where it is they don't know where they can't remember where they parked every floor looks to be the same every section looks to be the same foil side uh, foil side yeah <laughs> so they got lost in foil side and uh yeah, so the four of them then end up um, in their as they always do in their own scenarios. Kramer with the box, um, Michael Richards. Uh, you hear an interview in the in the in later years where they said that he wanted an actual air conditioning unit in the box. That's most people mental. Mental, like most people. You're not filming that for two hours. Like, no, that's a day. That's a day of it. So most people would have styrofoam or something else in the box, and they would act that it's heavy. But, and he he's such wanted, a good like like a. Yeah. A performer in that way, such a good physical actor, he could have got away with that being he nothing in it. Oh, he and he would have convinced yeah, you. He would have convinced it was There written, was two elephants but in the he fucking wanted, thing. Like, but he wanted the actual air conditioning unit to have the feel, the weight, and all the rest. So he, for the whole of that show, even just for the 20 minutes, as long enough as we know, uh, it could have been a day or two days, he carries an air conditioning unit with him the whole time. Yeah. Um, so we've got this premise that they can't find the car. They um, are losing their minds costanza has to meet his parents yep. at the front of uh, their building at a certain time and <laughs> knowing what we know about larry or george costanza slash larry david and his parents um he, he just will never hear the end of it um it's yeah. going to be something that's going to haunt him forever is that time he was late for them so he's freaking out about that jerry has somewhere to be i believe he has somewhere maybe a show to go to elaine no jerry has to go to the toilet Jerry has to take yes. this. Seinfeld can't find a toilet and they're on the floor. Um, Elaine is just losing her mind because she needs to get uh, to find the car. Yeah, so yeah. they don't know where anything is. No. Um, and the joy of it is uh, we've all had that problem before. Remember the number. Yeah. So there's four of them remember there. Number. All of them thought they remembered the number, but none yep. of them remember the number. and uh, Or the color. That was the other smart thing about it. So this one you mentioned there about the, the uh, award for direction. I mean, it was genius how they did it. One set. One set. Mirrors to make it look yep. bigger, longer. Um, Inverted cars to make it look like it's a, it's a different level. Yeah. So you're, you're definitely a different level because them cars weren't facing that way. Yeah. That and they, they had like a range of 10 or 12 different cars that kept driving fast different times. Yep. And, you know, so it really, really looked like it was in an in a actual parking garage. And then they had all the colors, all the, the different, uh, a different color for different levels then because... <laughs> 
first of all, they start off in the one colour, where they think, where the fuck is this? You don't know where it is. And then they realise, we don't even know if we're in the right level, yeah. let, let alone the right yep. section. So uh, so I, I loved it for that. Really. I love the, the, I think Richards really steals it from me. Like the, the, Costanza's always got that rant. He's always got that sweaty <laughs> nature of always needing to, to be somewhere, especially when it comes to the parents. But, Richard's carrying that air conditioning unit and the, the physicality of him when he goes around is just genius. Mm-hmm. No, I agree, 100%. Um, it's, it's, he, he steals the show. Like Everybody gets a go, but he yeah. he really takes the biscuit in this one. So they ultimately then, Seinfeld does take a piss after the under the advice of Kramer. Uh, yep. Just go behind the car. Just go behind the car. Like we've all thought about. And yep. all back and, and all done. And all done. Quarto de fall coming back from Katie. <laughs> and you do it. And, uh, it's, yeah. and sure as fuck. And I know he, two or three people who have fallen to the same... No way. They got caught. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets caught by a security guard. Security Not actually guard. a cop. Security guard. And then uh, taken to an office um, for interrogation. Yep. And then we have... Uh, because they all split up. They all get lost. They don't know where they're. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, uh, the pressure builds on them, and eventually then <laughs> we, we see the reunion where George, <laughs> who also needs to go to the toilet, ends up getting caught as well. Yep. Uh, I just, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to give, to do it justice um, when you think of the level of strands that's happening with each character the strains and the strands that's happening with everybody that's involved um i'm adjusting my mic i see that there you're adjusting it. it's falling all over you um so that was my favorite episode i, I loved the the finale where um they find the car they mm-hmm. eventually find it after all the madness goes on um i i love i absolutely love the scene it's one of the very few where you actually see all the cast completely creasing yep and they've kept it in <laughs> In the car, and no, and the uh, outside the car before they get into it, when he puts the air conditioning unit in the boot. Oh, and he busts himself, he, doesn't he? He busts his face himself, so he shoves, he shoves the air like the, the the boot. You can see it like it is just made exactly to fit that air conditioning unit. So most normal people would have to put it in, shift it down, and put it across. But he was just straight in one move <laughs> <laughs> and in doing so because there obviously was a bit of resistance he shoves it in and bangs his fucking nose off the, the boot obviously not not scripted and comes back and the rest of them are absolutely <laughs> creasing themselves he's a bit of blood appearing in his lip and like you can see that in the, in the making of afterwards where they talk about it was just improvised where he just went I'm, I think I'm bleeding a lane you know <laughs> and she just, and do they keep that in? they keep that in that's in the that's episode that's in the episode and uh, they they are beside himself, and he actually said that I think I hurt myself, or I think I'm bleeding a lane. So he actually said a line that wasn't supposed to be in there because he had to say something. And then they go to the car, and it wasn't scripted. This is what I love about it: it wasn't scripted when they get to the car, and the car wouldn't start. That wasn't in the script. <laughs> the car wouldn't fucking start after all the hassle of trying to find it in the whole episode, which I thought was a scripted thing. I thought, oh, well, that's perfect. That's I thought a, it was scripted. No, nah, wasn't scripted. That's I've why watched they watched it about a hundred times. That's why they absolutely are besides themselves in the back of the car, is because they couldn't believe the car wouldn't start after all that. So they left it in. So that was what I thought was a proper Seinfeld ending. Turned out to be no. It was just wasn't scripted. The car wouldn't Not at all. start. So that was my uh, favorite recap of an episode. What about yourself? Um. Okay, I have to give. I have to give. I want to make sure. It was just, <laughs> people know just right your balls. I know, but I forget that nobody's seeing this. <laughs> um, there's two special mentions. One of them is to the bus boy. Oh yeah, which is it's the last episode of season two. Mm-hmm. It's the first time that they had 
the multiple story thing intertwine. Yes. When the bus boy meets Elaine's suitor, who she, she's been trying to get to the airport the whole episode because mm-hmm. she's annoyed he's still there. And he meets him in the hall and two get in a fight. Mm-hmm. And this is where Larry David noticed that the, the episode flowed better. And from then on in, you can see it. You can yeah. see different storylines intersecting with each other. And th- for me, it became much better. Mm-hmm. It was already great, but that's when it started to hit. Yeah. This is this is on a whole new level. Uh, like I said, Jerry in that episode intensely nearly wrote himself out. And the George having the knowledge of the public toilets in New York <laughs> is, remember, it's rehashed in Curb in the reunion episode where he that's develops right. an app called iToilet. iToilet, that's right. <laughs> and it's all down to this episode where it's just a throwaway joke where Jerry's yeah. like, right, so... Rockaway Center. He's able to mention the best public the toilet best toilets he knows anywhere yeah. in Manhattan because yeah. he uses them that yeah. much. The Neither. second one I want to mention is the deal where Jerry and Elaine come to a deal yes. that they don't have any strings attached, <laughs> but they can still have sex. Yes. And that Brilliant. never Again, goes right. No. Again, revolutionary for the time. And that's season to have two. It on there. That's in season, yeah. They were hitting. You could see that's why the audience were starting to build on it because they were yeah. doing topics that nobody else had done before. Nobody touched them. Um, uh, it's considered the hallmark of relationship writing on television. Right, yeah. So it, it pushes people further, other writers more exclusively. But my favorite episode is an episode called The Parking Space. Oh, yeah. And The Parking Space, like I mentioned <laughs> earlier, Greg Daniels had this experience and he wrote uh, a portion of this episode with uh-huh. Larry David. It's the first time you get the sense that they're actually in New York and that yeah. outside is crazy. Uh-huh. Because every other time you see that set of the street, I always go, that's in a lot in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. But this is the first one where I went. I didn't know they actually had a live audience outside watching oh, that no happen. Way. Oh, I didn't know that. But the audio was so awful. I was going to say, how did they record audio with that? Because that was... the, the actors couldn't hear the audience laughing. Uh-huh. And the audience could barely hear the actors because they weren't going to put it in a PA. Like. No. So... Oh, I didn't know there was live. There was, was a, it was a bit of a bold move too, trying to do a live mm. audience outside. That's I think it's quite normally what they do for those scenes, isn't it? Uh, am I right? They, they they record, pre-record, and then play it back to the yes, audience in the yes, studio. Yes, yes, in the studio, and, and they get the full the sense of it. No, like a partridge on partridge. Yes, I got the first two seasons. Exactly. Yeah. George takes too long to park. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of the episode <laughs> is George and Elaine have taken Jerry's car, and they're going to a farmer's market. Mm-hmm. So Kramer lands in, and he's like, "Where are they?" And they're like, oh, they went to a farmer's market in my car. He's informing them your car must have been stolen because it's not there. And he's because mm-hmm. like, Kramer needs to know everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 it's gone. They went. So Kramer's all aggrieved that they did not invite him. So then he informs them as well of his friend, Mike Moffat, is coming over because they're about to watch this boxing match. That's right. So Mike Moffat has been one of my favorite secondary characters yeah. in Seinfeld, <laughs> of which we could do another podcast on its oh, own. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole list of, yeah. Um, a lot of great characters. In this there. episode alone, there's Mike Moffat, Sid, the oh, old Parkins right, guy, the parking guy, and Newman, <laughs> Newman are all in this episode. I mean, should we take a should we take a wee pause here for Newman? I mean, y- we, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Newman, as we call him, or Newman, as they call him. Uh, this yeah, is his so, third appearance. Only right, okay. Uh, his first appearance was just his voice. Remember, it was Larry David who did that's Newman. right. He showed Newman was shouting, he was, yeah, he was going to commit but then suicide. Then, when it went into syndication, they redubbed it, they redubbed it with his voice. Yeah, um, so it now is a full cycle of Newman. So it's now a full or cycle. Wayne Knight, isn't Wayne it? Wayne Knight. Knight. 
So Who everybody, is brilliant. Unreal. Uh, I'm trying to think. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. He was always great in Jurassic Park. He was the guy that uh, did the, the dirty deed of stealing the, yes. the info. Um, again, neurotic and and uh, uh, full of energy and a and a, and a postman and a postman. <laughs> the ultimate. Um, the the more sinister Cliff Claiborne. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from Cheers. Um, <laughs> Newman, who uh, the, the, exactly the, the, never the, thought about him that way, yeah, but he really is. The U.S. male who um, are uh, the mafia, basically uh, in his mind. So he's probably the most recurring character out of the main four, isn't he? Yeah. Um, apart from maybe the parents and stuff like that. But I think even then, Newman is like, because it became a, such a, a, a an adversary to Jerry. Um, yeah, which again happened accidentally. Just pure, yeah. So just, just the, the way, way they, they improvised were, each other. Yeah, and the way they acknowledged each other was people freaked and out, and that was Jerry, it. And that was it. Yeah. yeah. So the uh, the energy he brings, he he, I always love seeing him in any episode that he's in. He's just because he's 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 Kramer's counterpart. You'd yeah. love to have seen a show of of Kramer and just Newman. Into, he's but the then evil the part, Kramer. Like. Yeah, but the joy of it is that you don't have to. You just the imagination you could have of what them two got up to yeah. <laughs> was unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, in that parking space, one Newman is involved as well. He's, Newman's involved, but just to skip over the sort of synopsis because it's better to watch it because it's actually really really funny. The when Elaine and George are coming back. They see a free parking space. They go to Parallel Park and back into it. And Mike Moffat, who's also turning up for Jerry's party, is going in mm-hmm. front first. Mm-hmm. So the big debate is, which is the right way to park? Yeah. <laughs> is it back in? Because if you're Parallel Parking up ahead, back in is the... Mm-hmm. And you have to, you can't take a person's space. Or is it front first? Yeah. Now, Larry David is of the opinion, it's Parallel Parking. It's back in. Yeah. So there's no we, way... We have, then, we have maybe the perfect example here in Oma Town. Mm-hmm. When you go up the main street and there's a lot oh. of people who want, is it reversing back or is it moving in forward? And I think you have to give the space for reversing back now. I'm, uh, I'm of the Larry David world now. We have to let them reverse back in for part of the I believe park. so too. I'm not a driving man. You don't drive. But. Yeah. <laughs> but you like to um, give advice to people who do. I like to stand on the <laughs> curb and go, that's wrong. <laughs> what you've done is wrong. But then tell nobody apart from the person. Just that person. And just yeah. saunter on my day. Yeah. Up the next person. Do, do. Here. <laughs> that's also wrong. Back in you, hear you. So, what happens then is people on the street start commenting because there's this sort of furore going on. Yeah. And they're 50-50 as well. That's it. That's the joy of it. I mean, they're, they're literally just explaining... They're just explaining... Politics. But <laughs> like during, you're going to get half the people are going to... They're both trying to get to the same thing, but ultimately, the way to get there is, is splitting the audience yeah. or the crowd together. So, and I think that, like, that statement alone is just perfect. It's perfect. Larry David said himself he wanted, he wanted it to be a debate mm-hmm. in the episode. Now, Jerry's involvement here is that during his initial meeting with Kramer, where he informs him that Elaine and George have taken a car and he's not been invited, mm-hmm. he tells him, like I said, that Mike Moffat's coming, but he informs him that Mike Moffat thinks that Jerry's a phony. <laughs> That's right. But he has to phony. lock it in his vault. Yes. And that becomes the vault the thing. The vault, yeah. So the, a secret that you store the, away you, in the vault. You store it and you yes. can't open it because if you open the vault, the vault's open. The vault's open. You can never close it again. You can never close it. Yeah. <laughs> so he has to keep this from Mike Moffat, who's outside. So all characters are on the street. For a good portion of this episode. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being in that live audience? Oh. You've got Sid, yeah. Mike Moffat, Newman, and all four, and all four major there, characters yeah. are yeah. on the street. It would be just, what a sight to be watching. Like it's but like, so rare too within that show. Within to that show, but so rare four, for yeah. television to be yeah. to be honest. I'm not sure if it had happened, before. I'm pretty sure it would happen in the old Western TV shows where people would come to watch, but they'd be hundreds oh, yeah, hundreds of big, yards away. Yeah, like, I mean, screen, it's not. Or headphones or something, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was I never knew that. I was, I was there, yeah, so it was something I was mm-hmm. So here, outside. within this, um, 
it then comes to the fold that the boxing match is about to start. So the pressure's being amped up. Mm-hmm. There's other side stories where Jerry tells the kid that his dad's losing his ice cream shop for no reason <laughs> whatsoever. And then Kramer points at a woman who's just got a bit of a belly and says, oh, congratulations, you're pregnant. She's like, I'm not pregnant. Yeah. He's like, oh. what? <laughs> but they, they make no sense. It doesn't matter that they they're yeah. there. No, no. They but just, it just makes yeah. it better. Yeah. It just adds the whole, yeah. The, so the, then we come to the end, the cops turn up. And the cops are like, okay, parallel Parker. That's the guy coming in, so you have to go. Then the other cop goes. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, you're like, this is going to go on forever. They could go on, yeah. So Jerry runs upstairs, turns on the fight, which they've been preparing for all day, mm-hmm. and it's over. <laughs> so, but well, what I want to talk about in this one is, I know we've only got a bit of time left. Greg Daniels, who's the writer, mm-hmm. this is his credits right. Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. The Simpsons, <laughs> King of the Hill. Right. The Office. Oh, yeah. Silicon Valley. Never knew that. He was involved in the office as well. The, the he's the, he was the main... I think he's the main writer. Right. He was the showrunner for like seven seasons or something. He's mm-hmm. the he's Larry David to the office. US office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, there's more. But the, it just blows your mind with this. Parks and Rec. He's the main man that's in Parks right, and Rec. That's right. The Greg Daniels, yes. Uh, well, actually, I've only become a Park, uh, Parks and Rec fan this year, would you believe? Very good show. I never watched it before. I just, I it just gets a bit schmaltzy, but there's some bit, absolute cracking characters in it. Unreal, no. Uh, so, okay. So, there's... Uh, well, that's that's what we could maybe nicely finish things off with, is where they went now. So, obviously, Larry David then went on to do Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yep. Which, um, we, again, we can do another... Absolutely, a load of podcasts on that one because yeah. uh, that. I'm not going to be controversial and say it's better than Seinfeld, but I think it's it's more genius in the sense that well, the gloves were off. There's no script. HBO, HBO, no no script, no no filter, and no censorship, and no script. Mm-hmm. So here's your outline of what's going on, and we'll away you go, which is it's ballsy and it's I mean ballsy. you have to have the best if not what he did do the best actors around you to be able to do that and he did with the people that he got mm-hmm. um, for Curb um, but again that came from the respect he got from doing Seinfeld yeah uh, so some of the episodes that we talked about the re- reunion one where you've got most of them all of them have come back all for them, Curb they've all, all done an episode somewhere um, and it went for eight nine seasons is it's, it nine? I think there's another one there's another one coming there's I think yeah coming. it's so successful it's really but I what I like about it is it's finally given Larry David fame. Yeah, obviously we what, what he he doesn't was want. he doesn't want it, but he it's just it's, but that's what I love about it is mm-hmm. the fact you know he doesn't want it, but he's now got it. <laughs> it's like a stance. <laughs> it's like something he doesn't want it, but now he has it, and he has to learn to deal with it. Uh, but uh, up until that, it all obviously because of the name of the show, it was always Seinfeld. Seinfeld got all Seinfeld. the fame. Um, but it's great to see Larry David, and and even better now after watching Curb to see that. Basically, Seinfeld is just a, a PC version of Kirby Enthusiasm, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you see Constanza. Um, so, Elaine, Louis, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She had another TV show right after Seinfeld. She had a few, to be fair, but just never caught on. None yeah. of them really caught on. Um, Elaine, Michael Richards, and... Yeah, Alexander, Jason Alexander. They never No, they never nothing really, really big after that. But uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus yeah. found... Which, to me, of the modern era, is probably the funniest TV show I've ever seen in Veep. Yeah, unbelievable. It's And well, it only got better. Yeah, we'll have, which to, is we'll have to do that. Which is virtually impossible. We'll have but to do that in the future. Uh, 
Yeah, so Veep, she became the um, she plays the vice president, but it's uh, Armando Iannucci's Armando um, first for American, American TV. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. basically the American, the thick of it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh yeah, they've, and they've made no bones about it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's set said, up yeah. the exact same way. Um, and so uh, yeah, I mean, again, strong cast and all the rest, but some of the writing in that show is just <laughs> class. But <laughs> the one I text, we can't even uh, say yeah, it. Yeah, we can't even say it. No, but the uh, well, you know, whenever you get then, uh, you put her into that role of selena myers i mean again like she did with the lane she just takes it to a whole new level mm-hmm. um and uh again the the, the writing is just uh, on a just not different different plane altogether so many incredible. really really vital oh, comedy writers some of from the some of the comebacks and some of the ball breaking in that show is but just you're not fucking you're not genius. it's so quick yeah Fast, you're not even yeah. laughing. I would you're love laughing at the first one still while the yeah, fifth I'd, one's hit. I would actually love to see a printed script of it. I'd love to see an episode. It would just, it would just be like, like uh, the, the speed of it. Like, yeah. Like the, oh, oh it's crazy. So, uh, Jerry. Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld, of course, then. Seinfeld, this is what I, this is why I respect him so much as a comedian. He, after the show, which he cancelled, he decided to finish mm-hmm. it. It wasn't that they got funniest. Um, that in itself is so Seinfeld. It's just such a, a decision to go, yeah, we're number one. We could milk this for another five seasons, but I'm going to finish it now. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I want to finish it. And it's done. And to do that and then to go back to stand-up, that's yeah. where he needed to get back to. He needed to go back. Where, he, that f- is where he recorded a set mm-hmm. of all his sort of greatest hits mm-hmm. and killed them. Yeah. Never did them again. Never done again. Yeah. Rewrote. Yeah. And then put out a documentary mm-hmm. where he's trying new stuff and, he, and he's fucking it up. Yeah. And you see him fuck it up, yeah. and he says it. I'm fuck. I'm fucking this up. This mightn't be good. I might have lost all my best stuff, but he keeps going. That's the craft, man. You have to keep craft. Yeah. And he, other he people is the are crafter, like he are f- helping him fuck it up in his head <laughs> yeah. by turning it up and telling him, "Oh, your Bill Cosby does like three, four hour sets a night." And he's like, "What?" Yeah. And he can barely remember joke five that he because yeah. he's got the notes on a, like a bar stool <laughs> in the middle of like the comedy store, one of them famous famous American yeah. stand up venues, and. And it's a comedian. If you haven't seen it, it's a comedian. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. But so he had he had that, and then he had I think B movie might have been the only B movie. He's done a he, few. He wrote that, didn't he? He wrote that. He wrote, he wrote the based B on movie. a few yeah. um, cameos and TV like Thirty Rocky. Yeah, things like that. And then comedians, comedians and cars getting coffee. So that's that's where he's at now. Which is like and that was a web series first, wasn't it? Started as a web series, like a small ten or fifteen minute episode, and most of them are around that between the fifteen to twenty minute mark. Uh, this season we just talked about recently it's the most recent one it's just it's brilliant Eddie Murphy oh. but I could listen, hear I could, when he said I'm going to do it again I know when he said it I went hold on how uh, does, pause how does Seinfeld I was shouting pause car, yeah. instead of hitting pause <laughs> pause the TV rewind that back what did he say there and that to me is something I know me and you've talked about it yeah and me and a lot of my friends have talked about because you can't just have two Eddie Murphy stand-up shows that you repeatedly watch. No, but you, you can for the rest of your life. I can oh, happily watch. Oh, you could watch. Del- I can watch Delirious all every day, day, all day. Every day. Um, but to think that there's a possibility. Yeah, but to think, and it just shows you the level of um, insecurity that you get with comedians. To think that he thinks that he couldn't do it. He, to he, think that he says he, do- <laughs> he isn't going to be funny enough, like, and like he even just him telling the story of him not thinking he's going to be funny enough is fucking funny. You know, he just naturally has it. What was it he says his dad said to him? He's in oh driving in the car. <laughs> fucking com- what was it about being fucking com- comedian? <laughs> comedian, you're going to get yourself a real job now. <laughs> comedian, but that's him. Like, the guy he remembers it clears a bell because the guy didn't pay him for the, the first gig, him. yeah, and he had no money to get home. 
at two o'clock in the morning his dad to come and lift him fucking comedian <laughs> so that's where Seinfeld went and so Seinfeld again doing what he does he just takes things and it takes an idea and then um, just creates gold I mean he, mm. he's he's smart at what he's doing he, he's he's got so much control he just went I just want to go and get coffee he's such a petrol head he loves he loves cars he loves everything about them so he just got to combine the two things he loves and get paid fucking serious money for yeah. it again <laughs> so, but, so but we know why me and you like Seinfeld in particular mm. but it used to be on BBC2 and that's that right. was where we got it. Yeah, really late. And it was it? real late on. Yeah, like half was, 11 or something, 12 o'clock. It was late, not even that. It was late on. The thing started in 89. I don't think we started watching it. like 95, Yeah, it never came to We were like 14, 15, 16. And we were getting, we were dropped into the middle. We didn't, we didn't get to watch from the start. No, there was no precursor to what it was. I think my brother had started watching it before me. And he was like, this show's kind of funny. There's some <laughs> weird, weird boys on it. Like weird, boy weird boys. Weird boy with hair. Weird boys. That's, yeah. my brother's also the one introduced me to Fired Head. Yeah, see, so we should have had him on this podcast rather no, than he's me. Fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh, that was that's sort of taking us to the end and where they where they finished up. Uh, like you said, we could do another podcast completely on maybe the guest stars and the people who yeah. um, are maybe now famous, weren't famous then, who all appeared in Seinfeld. But that's for another day. So mm-hmm. that's brought us to the end of our first uh, first ever podcast. Hey, we survived. An I mean, survived. Didn't even fucking press pause once here. Nah. Want to take wonder, sir? The good thing about us not hitting pause is that I don't remember a fucking thing. What's it talking about? Not a clue. <laughs> not a fucking. Not a notion. What uh, did we say? We said a lot of stuff. So uh, <laughs> what we're going to do, uh, we're going to finish up. And um, w- yeah, so the premise of this podcast is every every episode will be something different. So this time we hope you enjoyed uh, Seinfeld. Um, next one, we we have our we have our next sex, sex six uh, episodes lined out. But we're not going to, should we? No, we're not to tell them what next no. subject is. Until but the, the next one out. is not going to be a TV show. Yes, it's not a TV show. That's the only one. thing. That's we're, the only we one. Yeah. So we'll make sure it's not uh, uh, the same format two weeks in a row. Um, but it's always going to be something that is best of the best. So that brings us to the end. Um, thank you for listening. I've been Connor Keys, and uh, I've been me. He's been him, and I've been me. And thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again soon. Good luck.